0: This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and You're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Cavendar and Dan Walkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Aura, Athletic Greens, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. Uh, if this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Walkenstein. You know, just a random thought. I will never be able to replace Twitter with X. I know people have been asking me that, and I know it's part of my intro here, but I just can't bring myself to do that. It's like the same people that want to... Proclaim that nobody ever calls crypto.com arena, crypto.com. They will call it Staples. 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 I I still call the Honda center the pond because that's what I grew up on. And now you have all these corporations trying to rename everything. It's ludicrous. But anyway, sidebar, (laughs) sorry for getting off track there. But uh, Dan, another day of padded practice for the chargers today in training camp. Um, This one obviously closed to the public. So, trying to get as much information as possible that was out there today. Dan Walkenstein, before we jump into the takeaways, how are you, sir? I'm
1: great. I'm great. Had a great day out at camp yesterday. Uh, For folks who have not listened or watched that episode, uh, be sure to tune in. Uh, For folks tuning in now, uh, in the comments, let us know what your thoughts are. What are your biggest takeaways so far from the two days so far of padded practice. Uh, we'll do some engagement in there. We'll talk to you guys in the comments and replies. I'm doing great, Jake. Uh, you saw some uh, chippiness, some physicality, tempers flare a little bit as pads are now on with this team. We saw some crazy plays, some high praise, some surprise standout so far that we're going to get into all of that here on this episode for day five takeaways of day of training camp for these Los Angeles Chargers Jake, first question, how are you? Second question, over or under nine and a half inches of height differential between you and a one, Donald Parham Jr.
0: Oh, God. thank God. <laughs> Before you said height, I was really having some questions in my <laughs> brain, so I appreciate that. Uh <laughs> That should be easy. Well, let's see. I'm five ten and a half, and believe me when I say that ten and a half, you know, half mark. The half that's matters. A, that's a big deal, man. That's a that's a big deal. <laughs> with or without shoes? Oh, it's without shoes. It's without uh, shoes. So you're pushing like six foot with some nice like Nike. But no, Airs. I'm not. No, I'm not. Part, yeah, well, Nike Airs. Yeah, you put a really big, <laughs> you know, thick sole into it. Then yes, that <laughs> is the case. Uh, but no, it's definitely over. <laughs> <laughs> Over nine and a half, that he's got on me. I would say. I mean, it's still, <laughs> it's, yeah, six eight to five ten. It's five ten and a half. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm I won't even come up to his shoulders trying to out jump a ball. I mean, let's let's be real here. What are we talking about?
1: Okay. Second question. How are you?
0: <laughs> well, thanks for giving me a laugh, Dan. Uh, that actually put me in a much better mood. So I appreciate that. So I'm doing better than I was doing ten seconds ago. You're welcome, Jake. Let's talk about our
1: friends over at Bet Online.
0: Want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your very own home. All you got to do to get into the action is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use that promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well. Lots of
1: X posts today. <laughs> nice. Lots of things flying around on the app formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you saw some highlight real plays from Josh Palmer, from Alohi Gilman. Yes, yes. But I think again, I think the biggest story of this day so far is J.C. Jackson is out there <laughs> at pads. Yes, in pads. Not taking a day off. Uh, We'll get to Trey Pipkin, still sidelined. We'll get to some remarks from Kenneth Murray Jr. or about Kenneth Murray Jr. Uh, Podium talks from Rashawn Slater, from Derek Ansley, as well as from, who was the third one?
0: Sebastian Joseph Day.
1: Sebastian Joseph Day, who's always a character. Um, Highlights of all plenty, but Jake, JC Jackson, still out there. I was a little surprised. I was more surprised to see him out there today than I was yesterday. I think you and I kind of talked offline. I was like thinking, okay, you know, feel like headlines just from the optics perspective. It would look so much better if the chargers ran him out there day one of camp or day one of pads, you know, let him go out there, then breathe for a few days. Next one's not till later in the week. Nope. They're just letting it ride. And so that's two days back to back in pads.
0: Dan, I've, I've told you plenty of times. I love it when I'm wrong and I, underestimated the ramp up process as we got into training camp, as far as when we were talking about when the pads came on and JC Jackson, what was that timeline going to be? You know, I definitely thought that Derek Ansley was going to try to be a little bit more careful in the, in the ramp up process, given everything that we had seen previously,
1: which they are and, being cautious I mean, and careful.
0: Yes. Cause he's come out and said that he's, you know, nowhere near ready to play a game, but he's still out there in padded practices. And we saw like, you know, last week he was out there on 7 on 7s at times but not 11 on 11 drills to start and then he got out there on 11 on 11s and then i i was kind of like you i didn't think that he was going to be out there the first day with pads and surprise surprise another occasion where i love being wrong he was and double down on that he's out there for a second consecutive day in pads today so uh, you know we we've kind of talked about it till we're blue in the face and it still is just a remarkable recovery for yeah. him but in order to get him back to the player that he was a year and a half ago, essentially, it's it's been good because he's been out there making pass breakups. In the meantime, he's not just training to the sidelines; he's still being very physical and involved in the drills. And whatever this ramp up period is that Brandon Staley has, I'm just excited to see this. Yeah, how about this, Dan? I, I would, I assume, I know the answer to this, but I just want your perspective on it. Is there any chance, considering the fact that it's been so long since J.C. Jackson has even got to make contact with an opposing team? Because we know they're going to do their joint practices this year, but is there any chance that J.C. Jackson plays during, uh, during the preseason? And I think I know the answer to this. Go. No. Exactly, I share that I share the exact <laughs> same sentiment. So
1: he could, now you might see him out there doing some one on one drills during joint practices. Preseason, different story. Right, it's just the whole. There's way too many variables there at hand. Yes, agreed. And, uh, the last thing I'll say on JC Jackson is there's a difference between the common folk, you and I, even the healthy common folk, you and I, having that injury and then coming back healthy. The difference between us doing that and a professional athlete having that injury, and then coming back to being his professional athletic self.
0: Well, that's the difference, Dan. And because everybody that's had this similar type of injury, like have players come back from it? Yes. Have they come back within their time frame? Sure. JC Jackson's not the first person to do this, but it's the fact that when people have suffered this injury, that they have never been able to return to the form that they were prior. And now you're talking about a, a DB suffering this injury where, Cutting is everything. Running is everything. And when we're talking coverage in a fast-paced game and the wide receivers that you have to cover today in a quarterback-driven league, it's a big deal. So all eyes have been on J.C. Jackson. It's always nice to see that next update for him. And while we'll have to wait for it for at least another month or so until we actually see him in real game time, you can't help but be excited in the anticipation I've seen J.C. Jackson back out there on this team,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. So we'll again monitor that, uh, but we'll see. Probably the next kind of box to check would be if he's there at joint practices. Uh, We shall see. Um, Another one today, Jake. We saw Trey Pipkins again uh, on the sidelines, sleeve on his leg, was like that last yesterday as well. Again, precautionary. When we talked to Brandon Staley yesterday at the podium, he kind of mentioned that. He's hope I think I'm paraphrasing here, but I believe he mentioned that he was going to hopefully we'll see him soon. Probably next week is my guess. Um Trey Bimpkins not there today. Again, I think it's precautionary, but does make you wonder like, should the Chargers go out and look at the offensive tackle free agent market, or do they really feel that bullish on the depth of it in-house? Who knows?
0: I don't know because I'm not I'm not sure what you could possibly get out there, even as a key depth piece as it stands right now, because the offensive line market is, is pretty thin as it stands right now. So if you had any shot of getting a serviceable backup, you may have to wait until the end of preseason after you start seeing all the cuts coming down. Um, well, as as we had heard yesterday, Dan, and I'm sure you saw this. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of movement on Will Clapp, kind of them looking at as him as the swing tackle. I know that they had moved Jordan McFadden in between both guard spots. So, who knows what we're going to see with the depth of this offensive line as it stands right now? Um, I don't think there's anything to be necessarily, you know, in Defcom Five mode as it relates to Trey Pipkins. I fully expect to see him out there very soon. Um, but yeah, it kind of does raise some eyebrows and things you need to consider over the next couple of weeks that it may be wise to possibly reinforce that just in case the worst should happen. Now, when Trey Pipkins tweaked something, it was in individual drills. It wasn't anything on, uh, you know, the seven on seven or 11 on 11 drills, but as Dan alluded to, he had the sleeve over his calf yesterday on Monday, had it again today, not in pads, Um, So I don't think there's been any indication that this is going to be a lingering injury, but yeah, it's something to be aware of moving forward.
1: Uh, I talked about at the top, Jake, pads bring a different level of intensity and uh, physicality, and I saw it on display yesterday uh, between Eric Hendricks and a one jailed Everett. And you're seeing lots of questions, lots of kind of things being brought up at the podium today with some of the players and uh, the folks asking the questions in the press pool. It's getting chippy out there. And call it, you know, competitiveness, call it emotions, call it whatever you want. Chippiness to an extent is a good thing. It shows that people care. It shows that they're in it. It shows that, you know, there's some fight back and forth. And Derek Ansley was kind of asked about this at the podium today. And he kind of mentioned that there's kind of this fine line between, and I'm paraphrasing, but there's a fine line between like passion and emotion going from player to player, play to play and keeping it professional and professionalism. And for the brand of this team, like Jake, if you and I were out there playing football, right. And you know, I, I dunked on you and ate the Doritos off the top of the head. (laughs) <laughs> and I was talking smack for my 30 seconds of fame. We both know 15 seconds later, we would go out for a beer. Everything's fine. Charge is probably the same way where it gets different is where it crosses the line between that brotherhood and taking things personal. And so chippiness is good. And so far there is nothing bad happening at all, but Derek Ansley kind of mentioned like you want to be professional and you want to take it to a certain extent. And I think that's where these players are kind of riding that fine line. But you love the intensity. And I think that's what the pads bring you.
0: So did you take any exception? Were you at all concerned? It's football, man. It's football. This happens all over the league. No, I didn't take that at all. It's just, I I think more of what I took away from it is that there is a different energy that is out there from what you and I saw during the first day of training camp, from what you said that you saw yesterday while you were out there on the field 100% and and you see that when you start hearing about this competitive nature where it's it's guys are going to get one over on somebody else and then the other guys going to come back and respond that to me has been one of the biggest messages that has been sent to everybody during camp is that exactly. one side is one side is not dominating the other you know for whatever you want to say about Dan when we saw it Dean Leonard during the first week was a target for Justin Herbert and opposing wide receivers because he was getting beat early and often. And then look what happens yesterday at training camp. He comes back with five pass breakups. Like, respond is the key word. Whatever you want to say about Jasir Taylor and how, you know, if you want to call it inconsistency, that's fine. If you want to call this youth and development of a six round rookie cornerback, that's totally fine. But you still see the response from Jasir Taylor to come back yesterday at the end of practice with three straight incompletions. Whenever someone wants to show the highlights of Quentin Johnson jumping over him or Keenan Allen beating him or whoever it may be, you've still seen those clips of him come back and respond. And I think that that has been the biggest message that has been sent thus far between the offense and the defense is that this is – this is a back-and-forth battle, and I love it. We're not just sitting here every day talking about one side, ho-hum, dominating the other, here's your highlights, yada, yada, yada. It's like there, there, there's a lot of competition on this team, and I love to see it. Yeah, you want to
1: see punch and punch back on both sides. I think that's what you're seeing. It's not just punches going one way. And Brandon Stanley talked about it yesterday. There's a little clip of him talking about them being a padded team. They're a pads team. That's what you'd like to see. When it becomes physical, can they step up? And they're doing it so far. Jake, we have to talk about Kenneth Murray. That's been a subject of lots of conversation. Uh, high praise from a one, Sebastian Joseph Day today. But we need to get into this a bit more. But before we get into Kenneth Murray, Jake, our friends over at Mint Mobile, unlimited wireless, premium wireless for as low as fifteen dollars a month. You and I have had phone bills that we look at and we're like, what the hell. Am I spending my money on it? Why am I spending so much money? You can now take $15 a month per line for you and your family and can get rid of so much money that you're wasting. Listen to our 48-second commercial on how you can get premium wireless
0: cell phone bills for $15 a month if you've ever thought why in the world is my wireless bill so damn high then let me tell you about our friends over at Mint Mobile who we're partnering with for today's video Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage speed or data they're built on the nation's largest 5G network so they keep costs low by selling directly to you online they cut out the retail stores and the salespeople. all Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text plus lightning fast 5G and free mobile hotspot so why should you have to pay for more than you have to to access the same network. It only takes 15 minutes to switch and you'll be paying as low as $15 a month for your phone plan. It really is that simple. So use the link in the description below, try mintmobile.com backslash charters unleashed to get started. Click the link in the description below or scan the QR code. Yes, real quick before you talk about this, because I know you're about to say the comments that Sebastian Joseph Day made on Kenneth Murray. First of all, I love how he came to the podium and basically just said, let's make this short and sweet. Let's talk about the offense and the defense competing. Everybody looks good. Everybody's beating everybody. All right, we good? All right, let's go home. (laughs) It's it's just... Throwing a little bit of shade at the media questions that take place in the early parts of training camp. But that was just aside. I just loved how he came to the podium like that with that type of attitude. You would expect nothing less from Sebastian Joseph Day.
1: Yeah, file that under the thing that you love to see, our Sebastian Day, Sebastian Joseph Day at the podium. Uh, yeah, so earlier we heard Eric Hendricks give Kenneth Murray some pretty high praise on his kind of physical attributes and his instincts possibly improving. Sebastian Joseph Davis asked about the defense, and he purposefully and specifically called out Kenneth Murray, K nine, and kind of talked about how he has this noticeable improvement this camp versus last camp, and it's kind of good for him to see. And he sees the differences, and he praised his growth, his performance, and I think there's some kind of personal pride. Uh, and him being proud of Kenneth Murray for what he's seen so far. Again, it's early. And there's been a lot of times that even you and I have talked about, like, this is the year. Like, Kenneth Murray, like, can you imagine if Kenneth Murray can kind of click? And you heard Eric Hendricks earlier talk about how it took to, you know, later on in his early contract, or even into a second contract, for him to figure it out. It sounds like from SJD and from... Eric Hendricks that Kenneth Murray is improving. And look, everyone has thrown, I should say everyone, many people have thrown dirt on the grave of Kenneth Murray on this team for at this point years. And we asked before training camp started, Jake, like what's the most likely arc of Kenneth Murray, storyline-wise? Is it the Trey Pipkins route or is it the Jerry Tillery route? As of right now. It seems like it's the Trey Pipkins route. Now, we'll see when we get to preseason. We'll see if we get to week one. We'll see even if it's the joint practice. But it's a great, great sign for this Chargers team if Kenneth Murray is as advertised by SJD and EK.
0: I think the biggest message I took away from Sebastian Joseph Day, little you know, spotlight of Kenneth Murray there was talking about he's been communicating at a high level. And Dan, we talked about it enough when the the Eric Kendrick's leadership factor that we all expected when he got here, we already know that he's wearing the green dot for the defense this year. And we were just hoping at some point that whatever type of traits that can be improved on from Kenneth Murray, that those would trickle down from Eric Kendrick's to Kenneth Murray in this circumstance. So to hear communication like that, to hear from Sebastian Joseph day, who also said, you know, I was with K nine last year. I could tell how much that he's growing it. That's two days straight from two separate defensive players that you've heard some good praise from Kenneth Murray. And in this early in camp, that's a good thing to see because you're going to need it. (laughs) You're going to need it. That is for sure. And in a must have standout year for Kenneth Murray, essentially in a, Contract lighting year. It's big. It's big for him, but the, this Chargers defense is going to need it because the depth behind both starters, yes, you drafted on Henley, but there is not much else. And I would be interested to know how Derek Ansley and Brian Staley are planning to utilize this linebacker group. And if there will be, how much rotation will there be? But Kenneth Murray is a vital piece that this team needs to step up. And like you said, Dan. As it stands right now, all early signs are pointing to a positive. Again, early, but it's good to hear that this early.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned communication. I think comfortability is probably a big thing for Kenneth Murray. And everybody's talked about it. Like, It's not how gifted he is athletically. It's how he can process information and how he can just go, how he can just click and think less. And so comfortability, I think, for him is probably the biggest thing that has been missing in years past. And so those are the words, communication, comfortability. That's what perks my ears. I'm like, oh, okay. Moving on. um, Some individual standout plays and performances. Josh Palmer, if you haven't seen it, had a ridiculous one-handed catch today. Wow. The St. Mill Jr., it looked like, which, honestly... I don't know what else ASJ could even do. Like that was a great defensive effort. It's just better offense.
0: He's right there, stride for stride. Um, I mean, yeah. What else do you want from a defensive back in coverage when Josh Palmer does something like that? That's <laughs> like that. That was ridiculous.
1: Go to go to the Chargers handle, uh, which
0: uh, is X. Still calling it handle. I don't even
1: know not, what you call it. Man, today, I so. don't, I don't know. Again, I'm not calling it that. They they <laughs> even got rid of the tweet button. Now it says post. So like what a, whatever. We're all speaking <laughs> gibberish at this point. Whatever. <laughs> um, I mentioned the uh, height difference between you and Donald Parham Jr. Elohi Gilman today, Jake. Another interception. This time on Justin Herbert. I believe that is two interceptions now. Justin Herbert has thrown. Again, in context, it's probably thrown like 30-something touchdowns. Um in coverage against a Donald Parham, Justin Herbert kind of rolls out, kind of flings it last second off of one foot. It looked like, and Alohi Gilman steps in front of it with the interception gets praise hype by everybody on defense. Talk about a height differential. Like, I don't know what's more impressive that he picked off Justin Herbert or that he did. So covering Donald Parham jr.
0: I think it's more that he picked off Justin Herbert because when you when you go back and you watch the video, it looks like he's got a beat on Donald Parham. This is, this wasn't a jump ball like the Josh Palmer, Asante Samuel Jr. situation. So I think he read it. He, he undercut the receiver, jumped ahead of it, and there you go. And it was a great highlighted moment for him in practice. And you talk about another player in a position that needs somebody to step up. Alohi Gilman, I feel like has got that momentum early in camp thus far, and it's it's a good sign. Secondary thing on there, Dan, before you get into one more highlight, Derek Ansley was asked about the progression of JT Woods at the third safety spot, which, you know, there wasn't anything in detail. Basically just said that he felt like you know the the competition was good. The pace from him was good. It's definitely better than, or he's you know he's he's more ahead than what he was last year. We would all expect that from second year safety. But then he was he was asked a follow up question as far as like, hey, has his tackling, you know, improved? And he basically just said, well, we need to improve all of our tackling on defense. <laughs>
1: it's like not answer.
0: Very diplomatic answer from Derek Ansley, but also very truthful. <laughs>
1: And Derek Ainsley actually did a really good job of that. There are a few times where people asked him about uh, things that trying to corner him, like, oh, you know, is there a camp battle between, you know, CB3 and CB4? And he's like, well, there are battles all over the place. Like, yeah, that's one. But there are battles all over the
0: place. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think he did a great job of like, I'm not going to be putting any headlines out there, which for good reason.
0: So, I mean, he he was even asked about just Sarah Taylor in terms of, you know, a little bit inconsistencies as far as been beaten a couple of times. And then he just responded back. He's like, welcome to being a DB in the NFL. It's just like, yep. there you go. We, we that, all get, deep. we all get, that's deep. what happens. The, the, the shutdown corners, I believe are few and far between for how many teams actually have those on, <laughs> on like their any, squad. Any so them still get beat from time. to Right. Time.
1: So like, I, I love that. Uh, Da also just, he's so refreshing, in my opinion, to hear him and to hear like the way he communicates at the podium. And then to see that kind of how it translates to what he does on the field. I mean, you could see the energy from that defense and from him. And so this defense is starting to kind of take on the persona of their coach in the best ways. In the best ways. Uh, you had, so SJD to the podium talked about kind of, how the interior offensive lines kind of getting him to improve, and he said that he—I'm paraphrasing—essentially that goes up to them after every practice and shakes their hands and thanks them for helping him get better. And they know how important the run defense is, and talked about how they need to minimize space and the enemy of well, what was his? He had a very philosophical answer.
0: In short, he basically said that Kellen Moore's offense is making the defense work, which. He's, he noted
1: the, Yes, and he noted the team's priority of minimizing and closing space to improve the team's run defense. And his quote was, the enemy of run defense is space. And, you know, you're getting people wondering, like, wait, What's the enemy of space? Are we talk. What space? We talk about.
0: Like it's, it's kind of like you know the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. It's it. It sounds very similar to that. Like you know somebody's going to take that quote and, and just frame it as some inspiration or something like that. But it sound, It definitely sounds like one of those type of quotes that you would hear somebody say.
1: Yeah, and so the can't, so overall, I think that's kind of the majority of the individual performances and individual kind of key takeaways. But I think overall, the. The biggest takeaway that I have, aside from JC Jackson being there, is like I thought the the one highlight that the Chargers put out of Josh Palmer going up and palming that ball against San Samuel Jr. was like that was like a perfect microcosm of those two camp battles on either side. You got Josh Palmer fighting for his life for wide receiver three, four, which what is that at this point? I don't know. Kellen Morris talks about how that's not really a thing. Then you got Asante Samuel. Excuse me, you got Quentin Johnston and you've got Josh Palmer talking about on both sides. So you've got the offense wide receiver 3-4, defense, CB 3-4. And the battles just keep going. And you mentioned it on the last one, Jake. Like that battle is so good for this defense and for this team and for this offense. And to let them continue to go at it. And there be this back and forth, you know, punch and counter punch on both sides. Every play, you could tell how much this means to not just those two positions, but those are the ones I'm talking about. There's a little extra in this, and so these camp battles are fun. Um, one camp battle that we know there isn't <laughs> really is who your who the left tackle is for this Chargers team. Rashawn Slater was at the podium today. Jake, what were your, kind of your main takeaways from Rashawn?
0: After I stopped coughing, I'd be uh, happy to tell you about that. Apologies. I think my mic may have picked up one on there, and I was like, oh, quickly, let me put myself on on mute. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't because I certainly did. Um, Rashawn Slater basically just talking about Kellen Moore's overall offensive system that he's instilled. He really enjoys, and he kind of alluded to this with us when we were at camp with him last week but in terms of just giving him or giving this offensive unit uh freedom in their particular scheme as far as what they're putting in it's it's precise and I really like this because we all kind of figured this from a Kellen Moore uh led running um offense is that basically it's putting us in position to basically go north and south and you would expect that type of downhill running scheme from Kellen Moore and what he instilled in Dallas, so I really liked how he highlighted on that. He talked a little bit about Zion Johnson moving from the left to the right. He told us this last Wednesday. is uh, very happy to have him there, and he has talked about how it's just more natural for him going back to college because obviously he played more left guard in college, and so this is a he already feels like this is a better fit for him. So I expect that left side of the line to excel when it comes to both pass and run blocking. Um, and I really liked Dan when he was talking about Joey Bosa and the weight that he has put on and said that he could already feel it on some of those pass rushes when he's coming at him. So it's good it's good to see this, you know, just Rashawn Slater just coming back off of injury. We all know how good he is, how much he means to the left side of this offensive line, how much he means to Justin Herbert's success. Um, but overall, I really liked those quotes on Kellen Moore's offense and what they're trying to instill and what this offensive line wants to accomplish. Not just in keeping number 10 upright, but you got to get that run game going.
1: So that's going to do it for camp takeaways for Tuesday, August 1st. Jake, you can no longer say it's only July. Nope. We're in August, baby. That means there's preseason games happening this month. Like we're in it. We're that close. Uh, For folks you have not heard we have some incredibly awesome things in store over these next few weeks um giveaways guests events insights uh things that uh quite frankly charges the leash is doing our best to level up and we're doing that with you and with your help and support the entire way and you're gonna start noticing that here in the next couple weeks so stay tuned um as always, we appreciate everyone out there, listeners, viewers who have been with us since day one. Um, Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends before we get on out of here?
0: Keep your eyes open. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> all right. For Jake After Dan Wolkenstein, Chargers of the Leash, and LA Football Network. Thank you so much for tuning again. we'll talk to you next time on Chargers.